welcome to Unmortal Live, another episode. We got a lot of people tuning in because the show is kick- the show is just taken off, which is fantastic because that's what we want. We're trying to build a, a fan base, a family uh, of, of like-minded creative individuals who want to be involved uh, in this awesome, amazing land and, and, and adventure that uh, that everybody has created. So we, we got to do a lot of cool interviews over the past three weeks. This is the fourth episode. And it's titled Big Man on Campus for a reason, because we have the one and only Robert Costner with us, who I, let me tell you something before we even start in. I had a chance to to talk with him off air a little bit and uh, and, and even throughout, you know, doing the shows. There's there's it, it speaks volumes when somebody who has done what you've done, Robert, and and and. and just made a lot of projects and done cool things you talk to people like they're human beings and and every time i talk to you i'm like man this guy is is awesome when it comes to to his craft and doing what he does he doesn't treat me like a you know like the bottom of the barrel i'm trying to get parts and just you know get away kind of person so your personality and and having a chance to talk with you has been absolutely amazing i just wanted to 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 shout you out real quick but uh, other than that how are you doing I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on your show. No problem. It's been an honor to to kind of do this, you know, talking with Wit and uh, and and building the hype up, getting getting people engaged, getting you know fans going, and and this awesome world that you've basically, uh, I mean, God bless you, has, has given to us. You know, I mean, this is this is something that I have have never ever really truly been a part of something this big before. And when I say this big, it is because. We've sat down with with Al Snow, John Wells, um, you know these 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 heavy hitters, who who are, are very very good at their craft, very very good at acting, very very good at uh, at 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 you know really getting into character development and everything like that. So for me to be able to interview these guys and be a part of this show that is gonna just take it's gonna take off. I know it is. Uh, it's it's a huge honor. So thank you for letting me even do the show under the name Unmortal because I think it it's been fantastic the whole way through. So I got a I got a couple questions for you. Um, <laughs> I was talking to Wit earlier, and like I said, we were we were um, you know we were interviewing John Wells and Al Snow, and they all had you know we were asking them some some super hard questions when it came to. Um, you know, how do they practice? How do they get into character? How do they do things? But there is a big difference between union, you know, union sets and non-union sets. And one of the big difference is a, uh, is a non-union set. What, how is it different being an executive producer for independent films? What, what makes it different? Well, a lot of it boils down to money, but there's a lot of structure with the union production. With union production, people have assigned roles and people do their thing. You come onto the set, you do what you're supposed to do, you leave, you don't mess with other people's stuff. Um, you've got a narrow window that you work in sure. where your focus is. Uh, on an independent, uh, independent film, there's a lot more chaos and everybody has to do whatever they have to do to get the thing to work. I wear whatever hats I have to wear. Like if on a union job, you might have someone dedicated to social media. Sure. Well, we've all got to pitch and do some social media because, <laughs> well, it's how we get the job done. Everybody has to wear different hats. I might have to um, 
help move the lights and the camera or unload the van and stuff like that. Wow. In a union shop, the executive producer would never unload the van. <laughs> the There's always people to do that. And it's nice to have someone help me with the things I'm doing, but um, I have to wear a lot of hats. Everybody has to wear a lot of hats if we want to get the job done because we want to produce the best production TV show that we can within our means. And so we do whatever it takes to get it done. Sure. Now, see, and that's something that uh, I'm slowly learning throughout, you know, doing a lot of these independent things is that, you know, everybody's super nice. The cast is super fun. You know, if you get people you can really, really vibe with and really, really work with, the possibilities are endless. But I could never imagine, honestly, like, and everybody says, oh, producing where it's at. I could never imagine doing your job and all the hats you have to wear. I can barely, like, like, I can multitask. Don't get me wrong. I can, you know, I can uh, do the bare minimum. But to just hear and see what you have to do, it's like, man, I wouldn't want to trade positions for anything. And it takes somebody who has a lot of skill to do what you do. Um, so, I mean, as we move forward and everything, what, you know, I asked John Wells, why did you want to be an actor? I asked Al Snow, why did you want to be an actor? And they all gave uh, a little bit different of, a, of an answer. But what makes you want to help a producer create a film? Like, why would you, why would you, what do you look for in a producer? You asked a couple of questions. One, what, what do I look for in a producer? And two, why do I want to produce a film? Yeah. Well, truth is, I really don't want to produce a film. <laughs> um, what happened? Well, let me, let me go back to my childhood. All right. I like it. Believe it or not, when I was in fourth grade, for some reason, there was a series of books I like to read called Danny Dunn. He was um, a, a detective who was, you know, an elementary school kid, basically a detective. And I read all of his books. And so when I was in fourth grade, I wrote a play that was another episode of Danny Dunn doing whatever it is he does. <laughs> I gave it to my teacher and uh, she set up a production for the entire school to watch this with me being the director as a fourth grader and the writer of this. I had no idea what I was doing, of course. <laughs> and I'm really shocked that we did this and everyone liked it. And then I kind of forgot about um, <clears throat> anything to do with uh, theater or film or TV or acting or anything. Because <laughs> I'm certainly not an actor. I can't stand being in front of a camera. <laughs> what happened was I had some friends that were working on a movie and I wouldn't say they're struggling, but they want some help. And they asked me to join in as a friend. Sure. And so I went on set and I watched what we were doing and everything. And the first thing I realized was I need to keep my mouth shut and not <laughs> criticize anything that's being done, whether they're doing it right or wrong. Because one, I probably don't know what's right or wrong. And two, <laughs> even if I do know what's right and they're doing it wrong, and I tell them to change, it could mess up the whole production because we're filming at this point. So I was on uh, on uh, the um, set and I talked with them and they uh, talked me into becoming more involved with things. And I've gotten more and more, I, I helped out with little things there while I was on set. And then uh, we've done two or three other things since then. That was a little over a year ago. I've done two or three other things since then. And wow. we're now working on this unmortal thing that they've roped me into <laughs> against my will and making me uh, be involved in. <laughs> well, you know what? If they're going to rope anybody against their will, I know this is going to sound bad, but I'm glad it's you. 
<laughs> so I got I, I got to work in with it. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm okay with that. So I, I and I'm going to assume this. I don't know for sure. So, you know, forgive me if I'm if I'm making an ass out of myself. But uh, I assume many producers reach out to you, um, you know, when you make yourself available on social media. Does that happen a lot? Do you guys do you get a lot of these people trying to get you to consult with them and whatnot? Well, the main thing I do is not um, involved with film and movies and so forth. I have worked with a lot of technology in the past and I've been pretty busy throughout my lifetime. I've, I've been successful. I've got a, um, actually right now, most of my money comes from a construction company that I own. Oh. We do about a hundred projects and have about a hundred projects in seven different States right now. Holy smokes. Um, it's someone's got to do it. But anyway, <laughs> I stay busy most of the time and I don't have a lot of time for film like some of the other people might have. Sure. So, but but my my door's always open. I'll listen to anyone that has something to say. But if someone comes to me and says, hey, I've got a great idea for a movie. All I need is, uh, you know, this, this, and this, and this. Uh, I'm probably not the one that's going to help them with that. Right. I can give them a few um, suggestions. Um, but as far as getting a crew to work on it and so forth, I've got Everybody that's working with me stays pretty busy and we don't have time to work on something else right now. Sure. So I listen to what people have to say and I try to offer them some advice if they want some advice, but I'm not going to like take their script and, uh, you know, make it into a film next year. So I do what I can with them. Well, darn it. I had a, I'm willing to, to talk to anyone that wants to talk to me. I hope that all of our cast and crew, if they have a question or a comment, I hope they'll, they'll come to me. I'm always willing to talk to people, especially the ones that uh, are working with me on this project. Well, man, that goes my idea. I was going to talk to you about a really cool movie I had. It was, it's like, it, it involved really super no, fast. No, 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 I don't want your movie. <laughs> so I got, so, so do you take, I mean, you kind of answered this in a sense, but I, 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 if we can elaborate on it, do you, are, are you taking submissions now or is, is, I mean, how does that work? Well, about a year and a half ago mm -hmm. we had about 15 movie type ideas that we could film wow. and uh two or three of them uh we thought about filming and didn't film and ultimately this is the one that we're working on now um but uh we've got plenty of material if we want to film it oh, so wow. i mean i'm good with with material to film i don't have enough resources to get it uh, on the camera right now. Understandable. I can I, I can't imagine like I, if I was in your position. I don't know, you know, with all it was people coming and asking submissions. I don't even know how I would break that down. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't know how to look at something and go, yeah, this is probably a good idea. We could probably shoot this, or we could probably try to do this, or you know, I don't know how I would I would be able to to look at that situation. And, and be open and honest about it. You know what I mean? Because, of course, you're going to favorite things. But to me, it just seems like you really have to have an eye and an ear for stuff because you can't accept everything. And some of it's probably garbage. And then some of it is probably really, really good. But you're like, eh, you know, I don't know. Well, I can give you the made up answer. I can give you the real answer. The real <laughs> answer is as exciting. The truth is, I'm not allowed to look at anybody's material. In order for me to look at the material, I have to have them sign 
an NDA and agreement saying that you're giving me material which might be the same as something I'm working on. Sure. And it's I'm not see if they if they give me something that's similar to what I'm working on, and then I film the thing that I'm doing, they come back and say, Well, that's my idea. You stole it from me. Wow. So I can't really look at unsolicited stuff like that. And so for me to even talk to them about they have to sign agreements and so forth, it's it's legally more complex. It's, it's not like you just sit around over a couple of beers, talk about it, because <laughs> then, you know, they'll say, well, well, or and mortal was my idea. <laughs> so it's actually more. I mean, there's a lot to it. It's not like, there's legal stuff that comes in. So it's not like you just turn them down. It's like, man, I, I, there's a lot of time I got to take with this. So I, I, under, I understand that completely. I'll help them with what they want. Sure. Um, and so forth. Um, I'll give them some some ideas and some direction to go in. Um, but I, if I get in too involved in it, it becomes a legal problem for me. Right. So I have to keep it at arm's distance most that of the time. Totally makes a lot of sense. So, so switching gears from that, what would it take for you to, uh, to work on a new project? Well, <clears throat> if someone has to bring something to the table more than I've got a, idea for a movie okay everybody has an idea for a movie in their head and most of them should keep that idea in their head and not let it come out <laughs> um, you're making my producer over here just die he's laughing he's like good, good idea <laughs> yes you have to and everybody's got a good idea but <clears throat> most of the stuff isn't going to work well without a lot of other support you sure. have to build an infrastructure. If someone comes to me with a lot of eyeballs, like someone said, um, I've got this film, this script I wrote, and it's really, really good. And I'm sure you're going to love it. It's going to be the best film you've ever seen. And my daddy's got $20 million. He'd really like to see me film this. Then I would say it's a really good idea. <laughs> yep. His daddy's going to pay for it. <laughs> yep. I'm right there with you. I'll make one with you. <laughs> so <clears throat> let's suppose that you, um, you wanted to do something and you already gotten together some funding and you've got some people who are behind the idea and want to put money into it, then I can help grow that. But if you say, I've got no money, don't really have the script completely written, got no idea how to cast this or, or have no camera, you know, it takes a lot to get it done. And I can, as a, um, as a consultant or, um, or something that I can give you information on how to do this. Sure. I can help you with how to put everything together. I can show you um, from a management standpoint how to make this successful. But you've got to come up with your people who are behind it. So if you've got some reason, you've got a large following, a lot of eyeballs that look at you on social media, or you've got money you want to put into it for whatever reason, your, your daddy's rich, you're, uh, you want a big lawsuit, you just simply have made so much money, been so successful in your life that you want to uh, dump money into a movie, then I can help with that. But I've got a bunch of stuff to finance on my own right now and enough stuff to work on. I, I really can't take on a lot of new ideas unless you bring a lot to the table. I mean, it totally makes sense. I don't think a lot of people understand that either. 
because you know as and, and again i could never do what you do i'm just throwing that out there right now i just i couldn't so uh, but there's a lot of people out there that that are trying to get stuff like this done and, and it's not it's not necessarily a pipe dream that's not what you're saying at all what you're saying is you have to have there's steps that have to take yes. uh but before things can really get moving like that and there's a lot of moving pieces i'm witnessing it you know i've I was part of the movie The Hunting with uh, with Peyton Hillis and stuff. There were so many moving pieces to that that every day it was a, it was a new adventure. And, and I, I love Mark Hamer to death. He's one of my dear friends. He's one of my best friends now. He was the producer and director on it. And, and, and just watching what he did on a daily basis, I started having like anxiety for him. And I'm like, man, I'm only on set for you know six, seven hours at a time. But this guy gets here at 4 o'clock in the morning. He's making sure everybody's ready. He's making sure everything's going. And I couldn't imagine what it's like in a huge, huge, huge production because I watched him try to get the funding for the movie. And, and, and I, I also couldn't do that. I would I would panic. I would be so worried all the time. So it's just it's absolutely crazy um, what you guys do and how you guys are able to accomplish stuff like this. But something cool that is happening, you're getting ready to shoot the, the short film, Immortal Out of Time. And since I'm going to be in that, I'm very scared of this next question. What are your expectations for creating this? Well, what we want to do with this is that we want to give people a sample of what Unmortal is going to be. Unmortal is currently planned to be three seasons of entertainment on TV shows. Uh, for that, we have a core, core set of people, whatever that number is, a dozen, 20 people who are the ones who talk and speak and so forth. But Think about any show you've watched, even Star Trek or um, some show that they've got on, uh, you know, streaming on Amazon or something. A TV show, every episode, they've got several miscellaneous characters that show up as a day player yeah. and they talk a few lines they, and then they don't come back or maybe they come back once. Yeah. But you have over the course of three years, you could have 150, you could have 350 wow. speaking parts in it. And if you have, uh, if you're going through towns and pubs and stuff, you have lots of background actors over the three years as well. So there's a lot of people to manage for this. Um, we interviewed in self tapes. I'm sure more than 500 people sent in the self tape for what was about eight roles that we had. We had there's certain roles we'd already basically cast. Um, Al Snow and John Wells, of course, are actors that we worked with the, with the Whitler. Yeah. They were really good. We enjoyed working with them. And so we, we invited them to be a part of this. They said, yeah, they'd love to. We've got other people we've worked with before that are part of this. And so we precast some of these roles. Um, these eight roles that we recently cast, it took uh, a number of weeks. We actually spent um, a couple months on it. We let everybody send in self-tapes. We had over 500 of them. We um, took some of the self-tapes with permission, showed them the group to see what was happening, show, show people what was happening with the self-tapes and what our process was and tried to encourage everyone with ideas, not what you could do to make your specific self-tape better, but in general, when you're doing these things you could do. And then a lot of people resubmitted after we went through that process. And we just left, they wanted to resubmit, resubmit. We came up with a um, best of 10 for each uh, character. And then we picked one for several of the characters. Some we're still casting. Um, so 
we're going to use this to show people what unmortals like, what unmortal can be. And we're going to be able to cast other people into it. We're going to be able to get people to support the show and financial backing for the show this way and move on and proceed forward. Just simply say, well, I got a script and it's really good. And if, you, if you'd buy a camera for me, I could turn it into a movie. Doesn't mean much. <laughs> but if we can shoot a few minutes of this, and sh this is going to be some scenes from the uh, from an actual episode that we're going to be shooting. And so if we can put that together into something that looks coherent and gives the feel of the story and so forth, um, then it's going to work out good. And we'll be able to promote this get more people on board and get more people interested in it. The more eyeballs we get, the better. And this is how we're going to get more eyeballs by producing something that's a sample of what we're doing. That's awesome. And I get to be a part of that. So I'm like super excited. Now I'm a little nervous because I'm like, okay, crap. Now I'm, I got to be on, right? I got to, I got to take what John Wells and Al Snow told me and take the part, make it my own and enjoy myself. And I think working with you guys, you know, working with you guys thus far, has been absolutely fun. You know, what I mean, every time we, we chat, you know, we're, we're constantly trying to think of new ideas for this show. We're trying to think of, you know, anything else we can do. And it's been a real, real pleasure working with you and Wit and, and John and Al and, and everybody. I mean, you guys, you guys are creating something. And I don't think people quite understand. I know a lot of the fans do, but I don't think people understand what you guys are actually making. I mean, this is a world set. I thought The Walking Dead was big. I did. I was like, man, The Walking Dead is so awesome. I love The Walking Dead. But I think once people see what you guys are creating and how you're creating it and who's involved and why they're involved, I really think we're going to have such a blast doing this. You're going to have so many people on board. You're so correct. We're building a world here. This world comes with a mythology. Oh. Uh, there's various gods that control things in this world. There's a system of magic, and it works a certain way. May not be the same way it worked in another movie you saw, but it's consistent throughout our our uh, episodes. Sure. Magic works a certain way. Uh, we're we're building a world. We have different races. The different races have a look to them, uh, like this, um, and they have different properties and so forth. Much like Lord of the Rings was set up. There were a number of races in Lord of the Rings. They had different properties. Yeah. Magic was explained a certain way there and so forth. And maybe Lord of the Rings became the mother of all this other stuff that's come out. But <laughs> um, we're hanging on a branch of that tree. Yeah. And we have our version of it with our own world we've created. We have a map for this world. We um, have different uh, continents and countries and so forth. And we bring them all together in our story. That's amazing. I mean, when you, when you look at the scale of this, I mean, let's just break it down real quick. When you look at the scale of something like this, you're talking like Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. I, I do love all that. You, you, like, you like poked my inner geek right now. And I'm like, okay, this is awesome. And the fact that you guys have scaled this to be as big as it is, is, I mean, 
my brain can't act. like if you were like, hey, Keith, you know, uh, I really enjoyed working with you. I, w- I wouldn't mind you guys writing an episode. I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't be able to do it. I could never do it like you guys could. My imagination is there. Don't get me wrong. But the way you guys are able to put it together and mash this thing to where it's all going to make sense. You said you're hanging on a branch of it. I, I almost think you guys are making your own tree. I mean, you guys are, 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 are grafting. You guys took a branch from that, planted it, and we're about to watch this thing turn into to a huge, huge tree, which is absolutely amazing just to even, again, be a part of something like this. And, it's, and I do have creativity. I'm not saying that. But it's just to be in that situation to where I can't imagine how many times you guys had to sit down and let's spitball this and let's spitball that. It, it's, it, it's creative genius is what it is. It's creative genius. Um, so you've worked with Al Snow and John Wells before, but what, again, I, I know we kind of like touched on this before. Let's, if we can go in depth with it, what made you kind of want to work with them again? Well, I like to work with people I've worked with before because then you know each other, you're comfortable it uh, saves a lot of trouble. I mean, when I first showed up on the uh, set of Whitler, mm-hmm. I didn't know Al Snow. I didn't know John. Um, some of the people had worked with Alan and John before. I hadn't. They didn't, I didn't know them. They didn't know me. So it's very awkward trying to be around them because you don't know each other. Sure. At this point, I know a lot of the people, and I'm comfortable with such things. And I'm more comfortable with helping um participate in things that I was before and uh, people have a better feel for what I'm like I have a better feel for what they're like so if someone has done well with us of course we want to have them back again if we can so in the in the Whittler Al Snow was the bad guy and John was the good guy (laughs) in Unmortal Al Snow is the good guy and John Wells is the bad guy and so they've reversed roles and but we all know each other and we like working with one another. And uh, as I've spoken to different people that were in casting, mm-hmm. they would say, oh, I've worked with John before, you know, and so forth. They'd be excited for that. And I see on IMDb their histories of where they worked with John and so forth. Yeah. And it's good if you work with people you've worked before and you know what you're getting that way. So I like that. And, and Al's a great guy. Al, I cannot act. You put me in front of a camera and asked me to speak. <laughs> I, had to, I had to record something. And the, what they did was I had some lines. It was all written out. And someone spoke a sentence. I said it back. They spoke a sentence. I said it back. <laughs> and sentence by sentence, we got what I was supposed to say. And then edit and post, they fixed it all. It looked like I was actually talking. <laughs> Hollywood magic. <laughs> yes, Hollywood magic. And... Um, <clears throat> But Al, I don't know how he does it. Al Snow takes a script. He reads it. Like Al Snow will come in dead tired. He will read a script, come up there on the, on the set. He will, um, he'll do his work flawlessly. And just, in a, he's a very experienced guy, really knows what he's doing. And he just, he, for some reason, he can just say all this dialogue. He reads it and then he he says it. I, I have to feed to me line by line. He's good at John Wells is very good. Um, I think John has had some Shakespearean training, if I remember correctly. Wow. Several of our uh, players have had some Shakespearean training, and these people tend to give a better performance. Sure. Um, but I'm really glad to be working with Cam- the, the 
The cameraman is someone we worked with last time. I'm glad to be able to work with the same crew, the same um, assistants, the same actors and so forth. It, it makes for a really good environment. Absolutely. Which, you know, and I was talking about that before, vibing with people. It matters when you're on camera. You know what I mean? I, like, I might not be a super seasoned actor, but at least I know that when you have somebody you can really bounce off of and, and, and vibe off of, it makes your character better. It makes his character better. And something I think I've learned from, or at least I, I think I might have learned from them, is they're out there. They're not selfish people. They're there to make you look good, too. And they actually care about people. So when you have uh, you know, actors like that that don't have these enormous egos that are out there trying to help you look good, and that's, that's everybody I've talked to that I'm going to be working with when we're doing the, the, the short film, everybody seems to want to help each other out. And, and I think that is a, a, a very amazing thing when you when you're working in in the hollywood type because i don't think there's a lot of people out there that still care about other people you know when you're when you're coming up you know so i thought that was was super super uh, amazing that they do care about that so one thing i do got to ask you though is because i see how you guys are handling social media and to me it's like you guys are social media geniuses but when it comes to like independent films and stuff like this how important is the social media aspect to Unmortal? Well, there's different. You have to promote a film in order to make it successful. One way to do it is to buy uh, $50 million worth of advertising. Whew. If you buy $50 million worth of advertising, people will go and see your film. Sure. I'll tell you a secret. We're not going to buy $50 million worth of advertising. <laughs> so social media, word of mouth, social media, that's how we get our uh, story out. We've got a story to tell. We want people to hear the story. And we've got to tell them what's going on. So excerpts from this uh, project we're filming at the end of the month will help. Clips from that will help with this. Um, the different actors and players in, the, um, in our project, they're going on the social media, uh, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or wherever, and talking up what we're doing, all that helps without that. Sure. We're not going to be able to get our story out. So you have to, if you don't have millions to spend on advertising, you have to do social media. If you don't do social media, your your film will just flop. Wow. And you, but you guys are masters at it. Like you guys are, you know, and it's not that uh, some people are like, oh, marketing's bad, marketing's bad. What you guys are doing, I don't even consider it marketing. You guys are building a, almost like a, you guys are building a family. That's what you guys are building. You guys are building an unimmortal family. And I think that is why it catches on so well, because you're not out there going, you know, go share this and, and we'll never talk to you again. There's so much fan interaction with what's going on on all of your social media pages throughout everything. Like we were talking before, we're going to be getting an Instagram up for this so we can start streaming it that way. This show is just, I mean, take this show just for instance. I don't consider this a marketing. This is a, a way for the fans to get in touch with the people who they're going to be watching. They're going to fall in love with these characters. They're going to follow these characters from day one and all the way through their, their, their career through Unmortal. So, I mean, you guys are just absolutely amazing at what you guys do when it comes to social media because I don't believe you're marketing. And I think that's why it's working because I don't think you guys think you're marketing. I think you guys know what you're doing when it comes to building a solid base organization with this family that you guys are creating and the fans love it and it caught on. So, I mean, it's, that is absolutely amazing. 
well, if you don't think this is marketing, what we're doing right now, that's a great compliment <laughs> because the best marketing is when you don't realize it's marketing. Right. Exactly. Exactly right. And, and you guys are doing it in such a systematic way where I feel, you know, when I got asked, to, you know, if we wanted to do the podcast and stuff like that, I immediately was like, wow, you guys are actually you guys actually care. There's a big difference between people who don't care and people who are, are who are trying like you guys don't even attempt to care. You guys just care like it's there. And you guys are bringing this world to the fans and allowing them to come in where a lot of these, you wouldn't see this anywhere else. I mean, the Talking Dead was something, but fans couldn't really interact like that. This is something that is web-based, and you guys are bringing people, you know, you guys are bringing them in in flocks, answering questions, talking to them directly. That does not happen a lot. So, I mean, I love every, I love every minute of it. This is fantastic. Plus, I love being uh, behind the mic and on the camera. <laughs> we appreciate you being part of all this, helping us. Uh, become successful thank well, you well thanks man i appreciate it so um i got a couple more questions if you got the time I, I, this is and, and don't yell at me i promise i i thought about this question what backstory can you tell us about immoral uh, unmortal i mean can you can you spill anything can we kind of go little by little i mean don't yell at me or fire me <laughs> well there's several things about unmortal which are familiar and unusual for instance, a lot of shows are about time travel or have time travel as an element. Sure. Yeah. Usually, I think you, well, anyway, we have time travel here. It's an unusual way, a certain magic that's done to make this happen. And our hero travels backwards in time. Oh, wow. And so he starts on today and goes back to previous points in his life. Um, our good guy is someone who used to be Joss. Um, Al Snow is the character. Okay. Uh, the man who plays the character. He was the most evil, worst person you could have had on the planet. He, um, Al Snow, prior to us starting the backstory to this before we get to the film. Sure. Al Snow has spent his life working for this evil god and doing his bidding, and he has destroyed the planet, the people. He's killed off everyone and destroyed everything he ever cared about or loved. He's gotten rid of everything that's good in, on the world, in the earth. And he's been convinced by the other gods to go back in time and correct his mistakes. So. We start out where he's basically destroyed the world, and now he's got to fix the problems that he created, and he goes back in time successively. Um, kind of like a quantum leap type thing, except Ooh. he goes back in time each time. And there's a little catch here. When he wakes up, he doesn't know who he is. Oh, he doesn't man. know why he's there. And right. he's still got to... Uh, get this mission accomplished somehow and you know i'm not going to tell you how that's worked <laughs> out but that's what happens he he wakes up he's naked has nothing and he has to like steal clothes and steal weapons and stuff and figure out who he is and what he's supposed to be doing like you know time loop where you um don't know what's going on someone someone comes and explains it to you yeah, yeah. he has to figure out what's going on and his goal is to 
um, put everything back right again, the way it, sh the way it was and the way it maybe should have been as opposed to what he did in destroying everything. And John Wells' role is the new general that replaces Joss. And his goal is to stop this man and keep him from fixing things. So that's pretty much what it's about. Whew. My goodness. So, so what's the point of view while we watch the show? So it's, 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 you said it's backwards, right? Yes. So, okay. So it's backwards. How in the world? I mean, I <laughs> just, I got to know, how the hell are you going to create something like this? And how were you able to come up with this? You simply write the whole thing. Then you, uh, you know, you switch the order and put all the first stuff last, the last stuff first. <laughs> that was a simple answer. <laughs> It is uh, well, like I said, we're we're developing a world here. We're creating a world with a lot of structure to it, and a lot of rules, and so all these episodes had to be planned out. You know, we had to have a, a basic over, over a basic line of what's happening in each episode uh, before we could write the first one because we're having to build upon stuff that while it's already happened, it's happening in the future episodes not the past episodes so we had to sketch everything out and then begin writing things based on what happened in future episodes so from our viewpoint everything is happening in, in reverse so to speak right um you could always just simply watch the whole thing and then rewatch it starting with the last one and Going to the first, you see it. In, you see it in time order. See the chronological order. <laughs> yes, you get chronological order by watching it backwards. Oh, that's awesome! And that's just a cool concept. Like that's just that's something like that's what I mean. Like I wish I could come up with some creative stuff like that because, I mean, I I, I wouldn't come to you with it, but <laughs> I would I would definitely I think it would be awesome to do. And you you know you were talking about how you're willing to you know give you know give help and 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 um you know like consult basically with other people. How do you have time to do that? <laughs> it just, it all works out. I, um, <laughs> I say I don't want to do this, but I do have a certain love for it. And I put together whatever time I have to, and it requires that I stay up late some nights and oh. requires us um, up early at times. But uh, I work everything in and, and we get taken care of. The main thing is, this is not something, making a film like this, TV show, whatever you want to call it. Sure. It's actually a TV show, but we call it a film. Um, doing something like this is not something one man does it by himself. It's something the team does. Wow. And a team puts together. So we each do our part. And when we're done, everything works. And there's other areas of my life where this sort of stuff happens. Like I've, I said, I'm into technology. I've done a lot of software development. Oh wow! Doing software development is similar to writing a movie. To doing a movie, people imagine you take a movie and you shoot the first scene, just keep shooting it till you get through. That's not how it works. Mm -mm. You shoot everything all out of order. <laughs> um, like you have someone under a tree, um, and you have that happen five times. You shoot all the tree scenes at once, then you go back and you shoot all the bedroom scenes another day. Um, so. You shoot it out of order. You do, everybody does little pieces. In software development, you do the same thing. You take a team of 30 people, 50 people, 200 people, depending upon the complexity of the project. They all have things to do. They follow 
the vision that was there. And when they do their pieces, they all just magically fit together the same way the movie magically fits together and becomes the whole thing. So this is something I've done all my life without ever doing movies all my life. Wow. That's, that's absolutely, absolutely incredible. So uh, before we, before we take off, are you working on anything else you want to talk about? Or, I mean, is there, I mean, I know this is the big, I know this is the baby, but is there anything else you got uh, planned or anything else like that? Well, right now, this is pretty much taking up everything on the horizon right now. Um, But once we get this underway, we're going to start on uh, something new and I'll be able to tell you about it then. Oh, that's awesome. I do have have a, I do have a movie actually I'm working on. I should have mentioned it. It's um, it's a zombie movie. Oh, yes. We've completely filmed it. It's in post-production right now. I forget where we are on it. Um, All the color corrections have been done. And now we're um, editing the scenes and putting it together. And then we'll add Foley music and stuff later. But as we have time, we're going to work on the zombie movie for completion. And hopefully sometime in the next uh, few months, we're going to submit that to uh, film festivals and have that out there as well. That, that That's absolutely incredible. Well, before we go, though, I do got to say something. Epic Armory, which you guys saw the little commercial thing at the beginning that uh, our producer made for it. I think he did a really good job, so props to you, Tyler. But Epic Army is a, uh, Armory is a manufacturer of various products for live-action role-play, the LARP thing. Uh, that that everybody's doing it's fun i mean i i I do i'm into that kind of stuff so the epic armory brand is designed and manufactured to be smart creative functional and safe their foam weaponry metal armor leather items and character accessories are as diverse as the characters you play which means they have you covered if you want to larp most importantly all of their products are built by the love and passion for the hobby and as they say uh, as they say they love it so Go to uh, Epic Armory. It's LARPers, uh, made by LARPers for LARPers. And that cool commercial that Tyler made was uh, was awesome. So they're sponsoring the show. Uh, they're doing a lot with Immortals, so we're definitely happy to have them on board, and we want to promote them as much as humanly possible. So definitely just click on the website, check it out. Uh, follow me on Twitter, KeithMiger1. But more importantly, go to all of the Unmortal so, uh, Facebook pages. Check it out, Unmortal Film. Share, spread spread the word do do it just share it on everything it doesn't matter you're not gonna go to facebook jail just share it a couple times get out there and have some fun with it because what i've learned through talking with robert what i've learned talking with wit and all of the actors and actresses that are involved this show really is for the fans it's for you guys and the fact that i get to be a part of it is, is i'm blessed beyond belief i can't thank you robert enough i can't thank wit enough uh, uh, for you guys to allow me to do something like this, and I'm glad to be part of your of this amazing brainchild that you guys have formed into an almost full adult. So this has been absolutely amazing, and uh, thank you for taking the time to come on the show, man, and uh, sharing some uh, some inside secrets with us. Thank you, Keith. I appreciate it. <laughs> no problem, man. You guys have a good night, and we will see you next Sunday right here, Unmortal Live where who knows what's going to happen, who knows who's coming in, but I guarantee it's going to be a good time. So share the page, share the show, check out my Twitter, check out their Facebook page, check out everything. We will see you guys next Sunday. Please have a safe, safe Sunday.